0: Hello and welcome to Blue Studio. This is the channel where we chase great art in the form of good movies, good books and good culture. Today we are going to review a movie that released in 2006. It was 7 years in the making and it took a great deal of effort for the writer and director to come up with this movie. It won a slew of awards including the Filmfare Award, the National Award for Popular Film and was India's official entry to the Oscars that year. It was released on the 26th of January of 2006 and if you are still guessing what this movie is, it is Rangde Basanti. To discuss this movie with me, I have my ever reliable friend Kavya. Hi Kavya.
1: Hi Kaushik, thanks for having me back here again. I'm glad that you enjoyed our discussion, previous discussion on the movie The Client. Hopefully, that's why you've called me here.
0: Absolutely. It's not just I who enjoyed it. We got a lot of great comments from our listeners. So, welcome back to the studio and what is this movie about? What is Rangde Basanti all about?
1: So, um, I want to start by just uh, probably giving the listeners a quick fact wherein i want to tell them what Rangde basanti means in this context okay so Rangde basanti here means uh, paint me with the colors of saffron so we are already you can already realize that this movie probably has you know the patriotic essence and it's something to do with the country
0: what's the story in one line if i have to ask you
1: i might not be able to tell you in one line but i have the story you know in my head in a couple of lines the story revolves around five college friends whose ideas and perceptions are changed because of a documentary about five revolutionaries and that inspires them to avenge the deaths of their friend who crashed you know in a mig-21 plane and he died
0: okay so i can already see there are lots and lots of things that we can discuss about this movie So why don't you elaborate a bit on the plot and tell our listeners a little more about the story.
1: The movie begins with uh, a great revolutionary. I think we've all heard his name, Bhagat Singh. And he's reading this biography of uh, Vladimir Lenin. And he's apparently in jail. We're told and we're uh, basically shown that today he will be hung. John McKinley, who happens to be the jailer, he is the one who's narrating this incident. He has this diary. John McKinley has this little diary in which he writes his anecdotes, stuff he's been through. In this, he he writes a line. I've seen I've met two kinds of people: those who are screaming and shouting in the face of death, those who are silent. And then I met the third kind. When Bhagat Singh is hung, he's not scared. He knows that even if he dies, the revolution will continue.
0: So the third kind of person that the jailer speaks about is people who embrace death with a smile on their lips.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: And this is what I think uh, happened in history as well. When Bhagat Singh was hung at the tender age of 23, he is famous for having remarked, zindabad," which means yes. long live the revolution. And uh, this is the template that other revolutionaries later, like Che uh, Guevara, adopted as well. So, are, are you telling me that this is then a historical movie? It's a period movie? Is that what this is then?
1: Absolutely. I think um, there's an interplay of two stories. So, two stories have been interwoven here. One that talks about the uh, HRA, Hindustan Republican Association, And this was basically a revolutionary group in the 1920s. This is a period when India was not independent. And these freedom fighters were struggling to get independence. And then we are transported to modern-day India. When you have these five college friends, they are nonchalant. They don't care about anything. They are, I mean, carefree, happy-go-lucky, you know.
0: What's the connection between their stories?
1: Right. So getting into that, as I mentioned before, John McKinley had a diary which he preserved and this was passed down as a legacy to his granddaughter Sue McKinley. So we're introduced to Sue and she happens to be, you know, this avid filmmaker filmmaker, and she's very keen on making a documentary about uh, these five revolutionaries Chandrasekhar Azad, Bhagat Singh, Ramprasad Bismil, Ashwakkhullah Khan, and uh, Rajguru. So she's inspired by the events that her grandfather saw. And she's, you know, bent upon going to India and filming a documentary. And actually, the funny thing is, she's been taking night classes just so that she can translate Hindi. So this shows her dedication to her project.
0: Okay, so you can see a personal connection. It's not a random story that she wants to narrate or, you know, document.
1: Well, um, actually, I forgot to mention here. As soon as she, you know, envisaged the entire project, a spanner was thrown in the works. And she was told that, you know, there were budget cuts in the company. So she, she didn't have any money. She had to go... Without she went unprepared. She went. She didn't have a crew. She didn't have the luxuries of a film uh, that a filmmaker would have. And I think uh, this is where most viewers would think, well, she would probably just drop the project, right? But uh, Sue decides that no matter what happens, she will go to India and she will film the documentary. So she comes to India and uh, we are introduced to her friend uh, Sonia. Who is played? Whose role is played by Sara Ali Khan? Soha Ali
0: Khan. Soha Ali
1: Khan. I'm sorry. And uh, so Sonia and Sue go back to the Delhi University, and Sue is you know she's uh, taken to her room. She gets a little time to you know get used to the place, but. Sue just wants to dive into the project. She wants to get her cast, her crew as soon as possible.
0: And we have this hilarious scene where she's auditioning for actors. It's a really beautiful scene. She comes ready with the script and she gives the script to a set of wannabe actors. And then the way they emote this is really hilarious, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Sue is, you know, in despair because she hasn't found the right crew and she knows that without people who actually feel the emotion of the story, they probably won't be able to act it well. Then Sue is introduced to uh, Sonia's friends who are uh, DJ, Karan, Lakshman Pandey, Aslam, Sukhi and, you know, she's introduced to these different people she realizes that hey i could probably use these people in my documentary i mean she gives she thinks uh, why not i could i could probably do this
0: and what makes her feel this is it because she already begins to see some parallels in their personalities with the characters that she has in mind
1: yeah she can already see a little bit of that um, character developing in them although she knows that she will face uh, obstacles and there are drawbacks she knows that she can probably make it work so the next step is you know convincing them to actually do this and it's here that we realize that dj who is played by amir khan he is the leader of the group you know but he's very chill he's relaxed he's carefree he faces life with a smile on his face and she realizes that maybe he can convince the rest of the group to take part in her documentary and DJ is successful in doing so and they start filming. As always, there are two sides to a coin and at first, although we are introduced to this side of Amir Khan who seems to be relaxed and fun-loving, we quickly, we quickly find out that he does have his worries. He is terrified to battle the real world, battle the problems of the real world.
0: And he is not the only person who is shown to be having a conflict in his life. I think we are also introduced to the other characters where Absolutely. they do have conflicts. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: One of the um, characters who has this, it's, I mean, it's difficult to say because Karan singhania he he's this rich kid. I mean, he's got a lot of money, but he still faces so many problems like the ties with his dad are severed and... He basically has a very, he doesn't have a good relationship with his father. His father is always urging him to leave India and go to a university abroad. You know, we can see, clearly see that his father doesn't like India. He doesn't like the culture here. And soon those ideas start seeping into Karan's mind. And we always hear Karan saying, India mein kuch Aise hi hone hai.
0: We also see this other character that's played by Kunal Kapoor. Yeah. And there is this delightful cameo role that Umpuri plays. Where they are shown to be a Muslim family. And they are a very conservative traditional Muslim family. He has his conflict there as well where his family is not very happy that he hangs out with uh, DJ and friends uh, who are not from their same community. He is always urged to make friends with people of his own community.
1: Yeah, um, because these are such relevant stories. People who are watching this film can relate to this because it happens in their homes too, where their families are telling them that they can hang out or spend spend their time with people who are like them.
0: In fact, I'd like to tell our listeners that uh, Rakesh Omprakash Mehra took seven years to develop this story. And uh, what he says is that during that time, there were a couple of movies that were already announced about Bhagat Singh. But he realized that these stories of Bhagat Singh, though they were true, though they were well-made, though they are authentic and very patriotic, he felt at some level they did not resonate with the youth of today's generation. So he was convinced that if he had to tell this story, he had to bring about some kind of relevance or connection with the youth of today.
1: Right. As I said, it is a comparison of two stories set in different times. Later, you actually realize the connection between these two plots.
0: And is that the documentary that Sue wants to film? I think there are two incidents she wants to cover.
1: So the two incidents that Sue wants to cover is firstly the Kakori train robbery, which took place on August 9th, 1925, where some members of the HRA, um, they decided to go and loot a train that had a lot of money so they could buy arms and ammunition. And the uh, the second incident which she wanted to portray in her film was basically the Simon Commission, when it uh, when it was going on in 1928, it was uh, soon after Lala Lachpatrai died. You know, the members of HRA were, they were angry and they wanted to avenge his death. They looked for the police officer who had, uh,
0: given, ordered, the order who had given the order for the
1: lathi charges. And although they didn't find him, he, he was James Scott, although they didn't find him, they murdered another police officer called Saunders. So these were the two stories that she briefly wanted to explain and apart from this she also wanted to show their struggles in jail.
0: Okay and uh, how does the documentary take shape and how do the actors perform?
1: I think in the beginning the actors are you know struggling to perform well because they're not able to find that connection you know with the Uh, revolutionaries but eventually as they look around and as they think of what is happening in their life they realize that the same pro this they're facing the same problems just in a different form so in the beginning we can see that although it is a little superficial the documentary towards the end and you can feel it it's it's real it's raw
0: i think the filmmakers did a good job of showing us the documentary in sepia toned form so that it transports us back to the Esther years. I'd like to call out cinematographer Binod Pradhan, who has done a wonderful job here, who I think also won a Filmfare Award for his very realistic portrayal here.
1: The documentary is not the end of the film, you know, it's not the end of the story. It's after the documentary that these five college kids... They, you know, they feel that a spark has ignited within them. So what happens is uh, Sonia, who is one of the characters, she has this longtime fiancé and they're very close and basically he is, his character is played by R. Madhavan. He's a lovable character and often he, you know, engages in debates with the rest of them. He talks about important events and when he dies in a MiG-21 plane crash, they all feel the loss.
0: So that means he was a pilot with the Indian Air Force.
1: Yeah, and he's very patriotic too. He feels that he has a duty that he needs to fulfill. He The reason he's a pilot is because he wants to help his nation, you know.
0: I think there is this wonderful dialogue. And again, a shout out to Prasun Joshi, the great lyricist and dialogue writer. This was his first experience writing dialogues for a movie and he's done a wonderful job. And I remember this uh, conversation that this character Madhavan has with the rest of his friends where they tell him that, I mean, what's the use in serving the country? Look, uh, Look around you, there is so much of corruption, there is so much of inefficiency, nothing seems to be working right. And then he patiently explains to them that, hey guys, look, no country is perfect. We've got to work together to make it perfect, yeah?
1: And absolutely. And when when he dies, then the loss is felt by all of them. And they're not only sad, they're angry. Because the defense minister, uh, Shastri, they actually come to know that he signed a contract in which he ex- uh, exchanged cheap parts for the MiG-21 plane. And they realize that what uh, their friend did was so heroic, so brave, because he sacrificed his life to protect so many. And they felt that people people were not being given that message. They felt that the media was twisting the story. It was making it look as if their friend was the one who was wrong. Their friend was, you know, just some petty More pilot.
0: Incompetent pilot. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Some incompetent pilot. And this angered them. So they decided to lead uh, you know, they decided to have this peaceful march kind of thing where they all carried candles and they were, they were, you know, supported by so many who felt the pain. They all lighted these candles near uh,
0: India Gate, India
1: Gate, and they it was kind of like a homage for him. So after this, I thought that. This was the end, that they were going to be sad, they would mourn his loss, but apparently that wasn't it.
0: So what happens after that? So when they do the demonstration in front of India Gate, which actually becomes a template in real life as well, because nowadays we see that a lot of demonstrations are held near India Gate. Um, So what happens after the demonstration or during the demonstration?
1: So, during the demonstration, um, I want to add again that it is a peaceful demonstration. They are not harming anybody. But during the demonstration, the police come in and they start beating random people, random innocent people with uh, sticks. And this really angers these five college students. These kids are hurt. They are, you know, the, the whole scene is so violent and it really shakes you to the core.
0: I think in a telling scene... The mother is also hit on the head by a stick and she falls down to the ground. And this again takes us back to nineteen twenty eight when Lala Lachpatrai was also similarly hit on the head when he was participating in this peaceful protest march against the Simon Commission.
1: Uh, that's a great point you've made. I forgot to add that. this is sad for everyone. and this is what this is when the characters realize that they need to take action into their hands. So it's then that um, these five, these five college friends, they decide to kill Shastri, Defense Minister Shastri. And this again, you know, it takes you back to that uh, revolutionary period where those five revolutionaries, they decided to go and kill uh, James Scott. So, I mean, yeah, it is a kind of link that's been formed here. And in both cases, they know what they want to do. They have an agenda, they have a plan, and they're not ready to let anything get in the way of it.
0: But it but it's not an easy decision, right? Of course uh, it's we not. We have shown that there is a lot of debate within the group on whether this is the right thing to do, what will happen after they do this, and the amount of planning that goes into executing these uh, assassinations. So it's really not a very easy decision for them, but now, it does appear as if the decision has been forced and they have to go all in.
1: Exactly. You're right. Because at the end of the day, they are just five college students, right? They don't have any experience in these matters. It's not like they have killed someone before. So, they don't know what to do. They really are helpless. But then we we see that there is um, a lot of there's character development here. And these characters mature, not, not I wouldn't say suddenly, but it's gradual, you know, a process that happens throughout the movie. And you see that they plan this assassination. And finally, when the time comes, they kill Defense Minister Shastri.
0: The question that I have for you is, how strong was the experience of acting in the documentary, which transformed these young men that they wanted to take a drastic step like this? Do you think if they had not acted in this documentary, do you think they would have done the same?
1: um, No, I don't think they would have done the same because what they needed was to be woken up. And I think along with the documentary, the death of their friend, that is also an important event that um, really changed them as people and as characters.
0: Okay. And uh, so what happens after that? After they assassinate the defense minister, is everything fine? Do they all just walk into the sunset?
1: Um, it's not like this. Actually, it's the complete opposite because we see um, on the media that Defence Minister Shastri is hailed as a martyr. And these people are angry because he's someone who's done something wrong. He is engaged in deals that, you that know, are corrupt. that are corrupt and he's being, what, celebrated? So they know that they need to do something. They need to take more drastic measures So what they decide to do is go to this uh,
0: All India Radio
1: radio and they decide to basically make a public announcement of something that they have done, which is kill Defence Minister Shastri. Uh,
0: So how does the public treat this? Is the public sympathetic to their cause or is the public judgmental and tells them, guys, you've done the wrong thing, you can't take the law into your hands? How does this pan out?
1: So obviously, there are mixed responses. We have some um, very orthodox people like, you know, headmasters saying that Aapne galat example set ke liye. And on the other hand, you have people who are saying that you sparked the revolution and we will carry this forward. So I want to say and I want to tell the listeners that after making their confession, it's not like they run away. They stay there. They wait for the police to come. They know that they will get arrested, right? They know that that is inevitable.
0: And what are the consequences that they face?
1: I mean, I I was I was actually it was actually a very misleading scene because I was led to believe that the police would come, they would get arrested, they would be handcuffed, sent to jail, and you know they would probably rebel in jail. But it's not what happened. Um, apparently, these group of these these five college students were. uh, they were labelled as terrorists and that's why the police were told that they could shoot as soon as they saw these kids. I think this was very wrong because uh, there's this amazing dialogue where Karan Singhanya says that they are not terrorists. Terrorists kill innocent people but they kill corrupt people.
0: Yeah, I'd like to tell the listeners at this point the same question was asked to the director Rakesh Omprakash Mehra in a writer's event how realistic is it so he says that in 2005 in Ilahabad, a bunch of about four students took over a tv station and then they were shot dead by the police for doing something similar now we don't know the background of these four students what they did but just to tell the listeners that this isn't outlandish this is not a far-fetched thing
1: it is realistic and yeah this is something i didn't know thanks for telling me so obviously the writer has i mean the director has done his research
0: so that's how the movie ends with uh, the protagonist all being killed and uh, what does sue feel about all this is is she still in india is she in the background what's uh, what's her story
1: this is one thing that i i would have changed because I think Sue, she got scared. She was very anxious. She was perplexed because these five friends, they hadn't told Sue their plans and they left without informing her. So she was she was helpless. She tried looking everywhere for them. She tried to go to the places they had been, but she couldn't find them. And she had to listen to them on the radio where uh, Diljeet, DJ, he confessed his love for her and she she knew that they would die eventually. But yeah, this is one thing I would have changed. Maybe they could have told Sue. One phone call wouldn't have hurt, you know.
0: If I have to ask you, what parts in the story really stood out for you? What would you say?
1: Right. Um, many, many things stood out for me, especially the ending where we see Karan Singhania and DJ. They're just laughing when the you know police storms in and they're not scared at all. And this actually relates with uh, John McKinley's diary and you know his famous line where he says that I've met two kinds of people and he says that and then I met the third one, those who laugh when they embrace death. And I think this is a reference to these two and this they've actually lived up to, to that line and they apparently aren't scared because they know that they've not done anything wrong. I, I could relate to them and I found these, I think they were my favorite scenes.
0: Wonderful. Uh, anything about the music in the film?
1: Oh, I love the music, especially the, uh, I think the song called Rangde Basanti. The name itself was Rangde Basanti. A very lively song where uh, you had good beats and the tune itself was so catchy. I think the music director has been able to insert the right songs in the right place to carry the say, the right emotion.
0: Okay. Uh, in fact, that was my pet peeve. I somehow felt that the the song sequences were slightly forced or maybe I was looking at it too conventionally because... Just when I least expected a song, a song would break out. You see what I mean? Some of the songs didn't fully complete. They just went for about half a minute or a minute. And then they would continue later. And I found that slightly unsettling. But well, I mean, this or the music in this film was also nominated for the Academy Award. I don't think I should complain too much about that. And just to tell you, it's of course Rahman who scored the music for this film
1: coming to the relevance of the film I think that the film is extremely relevant to anyone who watches it anyone who watched it 10 years back anyone who is watching it now because it tells you that it tells you the importance of battling corruption it tells you the importance of joining forces and fighting for what you believe in even if a lot of people go against it so it tells you that you know you can't be afraid of doing what's right because at the end of the day, justice is most important and justice delayed is justice denied.
0: Absolutely. Uh, In fact, I read this uh, small snippet where this magazine called Sight and Sound conducts a poll every 10 years of the world's finest film directors to find out the 10 greatest films of all times and uh, Rangde Basanti, you know, gets voted and featured on this list and they say that corruption is a subject of fierce debate among people in the country especially among the youngsters and that's why it continues to stay relevant
1: and i think it tells children that they need to start questioning what's happening around them no one is too young for politics no one everyone should know what's happening in the country everyone should know who they're being governed by
0: a month after this movie was released and quite a lot of people had watched it there was a marked increase or change in the behavior of bloggers and people online where there was heightened patriotism. That's the kind of impact, you know, a movie like this can have. Wonderful. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie as well. But I think I enjoyed our discussion more than the movie. Thank you so much for coming back to our studio and uh, helping dissect another movie for our listeners.
1: You're welcome. It was a pleasure uh, being here.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. And would you like to tell our listeners if there is any other movie that you'll be reviewing shortly?
1: Well, uh, I've not got anything in store right now. But uh, once I watch that, I will come here and review it.
0: Sounds like a plan. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome.